Hello, welcome back to another episode of Entrepreneurship 101, a weekly podcast from Abton Launchbox. I'm Alex Angermeyer, the Launchbox producer. I'm joined here with the director of the Abton Launchbox, Peter Hornberger. How you doing, Peter? I'm good, Alex. Thanks for asking. And thanks for joining us for another Friday as we record these live on Entra. So uh, they will get published as our regular podcast on Spotify, YouTube, and all the other podcast outlets on Tuesday. So if you want early access, you can join us on the Entra platform and not only get early access to our content, but you can actually be part of the audience and even share your 101 second thoughts. So here on Entrepreneurship 101, we take a weekly look at three topics. There's two guests today. It's Alex and I, and we give our opinions in 101 second blocks. So the the goal is to uh, give some information but you only get 101 seconds. So trying to be concise, clean, and clear with what your thoughts are is what we ask for on Entrepreneurship 101. So Alex, do you want to get us started with our first topic for the day? And we've got some people joining us on uh, the Entre platform, which is great. So feel free to join, pop into the chat and, and share some messages as we go. But Alex, let's hit the first topic. Yeah, so the first topic we have, I I'll introduce. Uh, it's basically how do you say no? I mean, we're we're busy. Your your faculty, you're running the Edmonton Launchbox. I'm busy with school and finals coming up. So how do you balance everything and say no when you have to in a corporate setting or in a professional setting? Right. So I'll try to I'll try to do this in 101 seconds, and I will also try to be open and transparent that I'm I'm really bad at this. And I think if people listen to a lot of these Entrepreneurship 101 episodes you probably hear me say that a lot where the things that we're talking about public speaking managing fear uh, now we get into delegation of our time responsibilities and productivity things that i'm absolutely working on on a daily basis so uh, the different roles that i have both as a faculty member teaching classes director of an, uh, an entrepreneurial program like the launchbox i've got family responsibilities personal goals and saying no is something that is is really hard to do i've recently talked about this concept of we really only have two states of being one of them is attending to something so putting our time energy and attention towards something and when we choose to attend to something we're automatically choosing to attend away from everything else delegation is a way that we don't have to have that one or none mindset we can attend to things by delegating those that we trust, those that we know that have skill, talent, and ability to help us achieve the goals that we have. But we also can then attend to other things and spend our time and our energy um, on the thing that we need to, but we can still now tackle more than just that one thing. So I think that's a really important framework to look at it. And saying no is not necessarily no, but an opportunity to attend to more than one thing at a time. And that's my 101 seconds as we get into this podcast, as we're going here. Some of my thoughts on delegation. How do you say no? Alex, different perspective. Alex is a student here at Penn State Abington with us. And Alex, I'd like some of your thoughts. What are your thoughts on delegation? How do you, how do you be better at delegating? And when you are confronted with lots of opportunities, how do you determine how to say no, when to say no, and what does that saying no mean to you? Alex, you've got 101 seconds starting now. 
Thank you, Peter. Yeah, I like your view on delegation. I mean, you brought up a good point. Like, it's basically like opportunity cost, like economics 101. If you attend something, you're losing out on something, you're losing out on the opportunity of something. So it's very hard to see that. But I liked how you say delegating. I mean, if you grow a team, uh, you can't be everywhere at once. So you might delegate someone to do this or do that and delegate your time wisely and see where the strongest opportunity cost is, I guess, if we're going to economics, like we're the best marginal benefit at that point, because you don't want to be put somewhere or you don't want to lose an opportunity or an advantage. So, but when it comes down to say, no, I'm, I mean, it's important to say no nicely, I get, I guess um, it's basically put boundaries, like saying like, like pretend like if you need a classmate needs help or a coworker needs help and you don't have work at, or have time at that time, you could just say, hey, I can't do that. right. I can't help you out right now, but I can help you next week. Or you can op you leave the door open. If you leave the door shut, I mean, it, it pertains to a negative no. So if you leave the door open and you want to uh, acknowledge that you do want to help them, but you're busy at that point, basically leaving the door open is a great way not to say no, but in essence saying no, because maybe the time comes and that it's past that whatever they need help on. Um, but also just being straightforward too is also another thing. If you fluff it out to no one wants fluff it out. And then when you keep draw it out in the point, like you already need to help before. So fluffing it out and just basically explain yourself, like I said, to keep the door open and yeah. Cool. All right. There's 101 seconds for Alex. And again, I think we saw some, some things there around not having one state, you, you know, not saying no does not mean no forever. It means no for the moment. So I really liked how you framed that out. So again, we're recording live on Entra today, and this will be released on a Tuesday. So again, if you are interested, you can find us in a number of places. And Alex, I'm going to uh, let you give the call to action as to where can people find us? Where can they check out our podcast and other content coming from the Abington Launchbox? Yeah, so thank you guys for listening. You can find our recordings on our YouTube channel on Tuesdays are released every Tuesday. And we're always looking for guests. So if you know someone that would be a good candidate or yourself, uh, you can hit us up at abentin.launchbox.psu.edu. Thanks. All right. So let's get into topic number two. And uh, there's been some a lot of uh, discussion, advertising going on about uh, things particularly related to Facebook. They're changed to this, uh, not only in name to Meta, but also this move into a more, uh, I guess, a connected space or environment called kind of the Metaverse. It's not a new topic and it's not a Facebook only thing. But I wanted to get some of your thoughts on the metaverse. What is it, um, and and where where's it going, right? So so I want to get some of your thoughts initially, particularly as a student that is um, a bit more native to this metaverse and the digital universe, because I, I'd like to learn, and um, it's something I'm trying to learn about as well. So I'm going to toss this to you first in 101 seconds. I know it's a lot to do in 101 seconds. But share some of your thoughts. What is the metaverse and where do you see it going in the next five to 10 years? Yeah, thank you, Peter. So I saw someone's perspective the other day and I thought it was a great perspective. And I think Mark Zuckerberg hit his goal when Facebook came first came out and his goal of connecting each other on web two, I guess you can call it, or just connecting each other, everyone able to connect, have a social aspect. And I think that because he hit that goal, now he wants to uh, change the name and change the goal of the uh the company and the metaverse to connect everyone through the metaverse and i think that's why you changed it it's not about um 
it's about hitting his goal. And I feel like he, he felt like Facebook didn't have a purpose anymore. So he wanted to switch it over and have purpose to what he's doing. And I, I see, I see, we're still really early in the metaverse. I mean, it just got uh, popular because he changed the name, but it's been a concept for about a couple of years now since crypto and everything. But I definitely see it playing out over the five to 10 years, become more mainstream and more adaptive, especially because they've been investing like billions of dollars into virtual reality and everything. Like they're really going, uh, really investing in this space and delegating their time into it. And he's going 100% on this because this is his main goal in the five to 10 years to hit this goal of connecting everyone through the metaverse. And I also found that I guess a lot of people have a perspective if it's a time or a place like the metaverse, like you put on your virtual reality headset, but other people think it's a time where people are, uh, take their digital lives are more important than their physical lives. So it's, there's a discussion between if it's a time or place. And I, I really think it's a time right now, but will be a place in the future in the five to 10 years. Cool. Thanks Alex. And, uh, my 101 seconds, a lot of it is exploration, understanding for me. So when I was in college, uh, Second Life was a, a platform that was being launched where there was basically an environment. There were, it was trying to make a digital place where people could socialize, interact, and do things. And a lot of time has passed. I've lost a lot of hair since then. You can't see it on the podcast. But um, I used to have hair at some point. I don't anymore. But the metaverse has really changed as well. So now there's things that didn't really exist in a, in a good form back then. Cryptocurrency, a way to uh, transact, make, make financial transactions in a virtual digital space is much more robust than it was then. We have uh, a much more connected digital life. So at that time, you know, whatever that is, 20 years ago, uh, our digital lives were, were really closely connected to our, our real life. What we tended to see now is that we have kind of uh, digital lives and real world lives. And sometimes they're consistent with each other, but also sometimes you, you see people that have very different values, attitudes, and behaviors in their digital world than they do from their personal world. As the metaverse continues to build, I, I'm thinking that's going to start connecting time, place, environment are going to become more connected. And, and my hope is that we don't always have to leave one thing to go into like a Zoom class. We can integrate much more easily. Our digital worlds are much more closely connected in, in the metaverse so that we're, we're not um, jumping from one place to another. We're, we're navigating as we do in our real world. And I went way over 101 seconds, so I apologize. But uh, again, this is our weekly podcast, Entrepreneurship 101. Two guests discuss three different topics. We only get 101 seconds to share our thoughts. I just took like 110. The rules are loose. Um, so we, we try to keep it to 101 seconds so that we can only take a short bit of your time each week, but also keep you connected to some topics that are coming up um, and keep some visibility to programs like the Abington Launchbox and some of the things we do. So Alex, I'm just going to push back over to you for, uh, you know, one more final call to action. You always get the last word, but we're going to hit off our uh, third and final topic here in just a minute. But Alex, any calls to action that you want to, want to hit us off with? Yeah, just don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We can be found at the Abington Launchbox. And if you have any questions or want to be a guest, just don't forget to contact us at abington.launchbox.psu.edu. Right. But for the final topic we have today, 
I, it's still pertaining to the metaverse. I'm just, we can just dive into a little bit of crypto. What's your thoughts on the crypto space? Do you think it's the future with the metaverse and have you invested in crypto? All right. So I'll, I'll take the easy one out. Uh, I have not invested in crypto. Um, there was a point in my life where I was, uh, an, uh, an early adopter. I would jump on things fairly early and it's one thing that happens as the years go by. Um, I've become less, um, uh, of an early adopter. So some of that has been something that I wanted to, to wait for. And there's, I think crypto has a, uh, a real bright future. And I think it's going to be something that, um, we're going to see have more value as the metaverse emerges and grows because this is um, this is now a space where those digital transactions are going to be more uh, valuable because there are digital values in that metaverse so there's there's digital only content there's uh, you know one-off digital content with nfts and things that are going to make the the crypto world a bit more uh, viable and and ready to roll I also think there's social cultural connections where um, society is really the one that determines the value of money. And it's our general trust in the system that controls the money that creates that consistent um, uh, valuation. So some of the volatility that might be keeping early investors out like myself is going to, I, I think, eventually become a bit more controlled as there's consistent use. There's consistent understanding from a social cultural level. And I think that's going to just open up the uh, the the use and the emergence of crypto much more. So I, I see it as a technology, but also a social cultural connection that's going to grow here in the next uh, five years that will make it much more valuable and widespread than it is now. So that's my general thought, Alex. Let's go over to you, the last and final 101 seconds of the day. What are your thoughts on crypto? Are you investing in this? And, and where do you see it going in the next five years? 101 seconds. Go for it. Yeah, thank you, Peter. Yeah, I'm 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 invested. I have a good about good bit of money on Ethereum. On my, it's all on Ethereum. I believe in Ethereum. Okay. I I, feel, I felt like I lost out on the Bitcoin train, so I'm on the Ethereum train. But expanding on your thoughts on the digital, going back to the metaverse a bit, and the digital and your physical lives. I mean, if we look at Instagram, social media, um, and we look at people, for example, some made a good point too that. People just like if you go to the grocery store or just a quick run, you don't care what you look like. You just in and out. But when when you post on Instagram or TikTok or some or so any social media, you have you have to look the best and uh, feel. I mean, you just have to be the best yourself. And I feel like our digital lives are becoming more important than our physical lives. If we're not caring about what we look like in public and then we're tr posting these pictures that it just it's crazy. But I, that's why I think the, the future is I mean the digital metaverse is real, and then if the metaverse is become more popular, I guess the crypto will flow or it'll have tailwind or I mean it'll flow right behind it because in the metaverse I assume that crypto will be I guess the money I guess how transactions are made and the future I guess and I guess there's an NFTs and I guess I guess you have to buy uh, use crypto to buy those NFTs I guess objects in the metaverse. And then we're just going to see that evolve into, I guess, I mean, we're just going to see our digital lives. I mean, re with remote work and everything, I feel like all these trends are going to come to one and just going to be one mega trend and everyone's going to see it one way or another. Yeah, 
Good. That's the final 101 seconds. And I think at least my perspective, as you heard, my 101, it's connecting. So we don't go to one space in, in our digital lives to do work. And then you just exit that to do something else like shopping. I can see those spaces a bit more uh, commingled and coexisting, which gives us now the opportunity to have, you know, full digital lives. And again, thinking of how do we fit into your digital life, you can check us out. Our podcasts come out every Tuesday at 11 a.m. on YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, probably other places as well that I don't remember. Alex is our producer. He makes all of this stuff happen, organizes it, and drives it. And I appreciate his time and energy, not only as a student, but as a content creator and a producer. And uh, we'll be back next week with another episode of Entrepreneurship 101. But as we always do, uh, the important last and final words, we'll push back over to Alex as he wraps us up for the day. So Alex, take us home. Yeah, thank you, Peter. Basically summed it up, but don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you need to contact us, don't forget to contact us at avatin.launchbox.psu.edu.